The Barn Isle, Episode 7. Heard is the Word. Howdy, hi, everybody. How are you today? Welcome to The Barn Isle. My name is Denise Yule, and I'm your host, and I want to thank you for tuning in this week. I'm a USHJA certified hunter jumper trainer. I'm a barn owner and I have over 30 years professional experience in the industry and I want to pay it forward to all of you by sharing my experiences and providing ideas to help you with your riding and your horse. I recently found a horse for a client who was looking for a horse to do eventually do the big equitation on. The girl is still young and she's not very big and we found this lovely gentleman of a horse who happens to be about 18 hands and he he's well-mannered and he's kind and he's sweet but that doesn't change the fact that he's big in the time that she's owned him the last couple of months just with her lack of knowledge and his size some of his ground manners may have deteriorated a little bit I have a few pet peeves when it comes to working with horses And one of those pet peeves is when a horse is led, I expect them to walk alongside me. It's fairly common to have horses, when led by their owners, they drag behind them at the end of the lead rope by six feet or so. Or maybe they're pushy, high-strung or spirited horses that like to rush and they get out ahead of their handler. It's just one of those things that drives me nuts. So this big, wonderful, gentle giant of a horse tends to be a dragger. He likes to just sort of wander behind you at the end of the lead rope. Doo-dee-doo-dee-doo. I personally find that really annoying. Really annoying. Part of the reason I find this behavior annoying is that when you need a horse to be up with you, they're not. Now this wonderful big horse He's pretty big, and our barn aisle has a relatively low ceiling. It's a lower ceiling than I like, especially when you have a lot of horses that are, you know, upwards of 17 hands. And the entrance to our wash rack is about the width of a stall door, you know, maybe four feet wide. There's this low ceiling, narrow opening, dark hole. Every time he goes in, he gets sprayed off with water. He he doesn't want to go into the wash rack. I don't blame him. If I got, it's been 80 plus degrees every day and the horses are getting rinsed off frequently. And, you know, he just decided he didn't want to. Because he, he lags behind, because this horse doesn't want to be up with you and follow you and take the handler as his leader, he's difficult to get into the wash rack. Now, we have found a workaround, which was backing him in, which works, but that's avoiding the issue. You can make a horse that drags behind go backwards quite easily because their thought process is already, I want to be behind you. So going backwards to a horse like that is very comfortable. It's like, you're pushing me back, I want to stay behind you, so I'm going to stay behind you, and it's quite easy to back a horse like this into a wash rack. But again, that's just avoiding the issue. So I decided to give a lesson on groundwork. My whole philosophy going into this lesson 
was to just, you know, work on keeping the horse out of your bubble and to make the horse walk up alongside you. It turned into more of a lesson on herd dynamics and how to think like a horse so that you're working with your horse instead of against your horse. In the wild, horses live in bands. These bands consist of a group of mares, young horses, and usually a single stallion. The stallion is not really the head of the herd. The leader is actually a dominant mare who is basically responsible for taking care of the rest of the herd. The, the lead mare will help find food and water and shelter and make sure the band stays safe. And then there's generally a lead stallion. And the stallion is the protector of the herd. The stallion protects his group of mares and keeps on the lookout for predators or other bachelor stallions that may be wanting to come in and take over some of his mares. So during my, my groundwork lesson, uh, one of the ladies made an observation that the girls seemed to be doing a better job at the groundwork than the boys were. And when you think about herd dynamics, that completely makes sense. Mares make up a herd, more or less. You have an alpha mare, which is the leader, and takes care of the herd. So when you're thinking like a horse, and you're working with a horse, and you're working with a mare, you have to find your place in the pecking order. Now, most performance horses, and this is a generalization, but I would say that most performance horses that are mares are not necessarily an alpha mare because they are willing to accept the training and the discipline and the constraints that we as humans put upon these performance horses. So there's a bit of non-dominance in a mare that is used in sport. And this is a generalization, this is my opinion. So when we work with them on the ground, we, the human handler, becomes that authoritative figure, the alpha mare of our own private little herd, which is our relationship between ourselves and our horse. Now the reason I'm talking about mares, and I believe this woman was very correct in her observation of how the horses were responding to our groundwork exercises, is that mares are hardwired to raise young and to protect the herd and to be part of a unit, part of a band, part of a herd. So as a human, as we come in and we express our alpha-ness, our leadership, a mare is willing to comply because that's just how they're hardwired. As for the boys, geldings do not exist in the wild. You know, gelding a horse is a human thing that we do to limit stallion behavior. And in domesticated horses, when they're in a herd, geldings will find a place in the pecking order similar to how mares do. A gelding is very rarely the head of a herd. So as a workhorse, a pleasure horse, a performance horse, geldings are more pliable and easy to, easier to train than a mare because they are used to being subservient. 
we have taken away by gelding the hormones that create the more authoritative protector instincts that stallions have. So if we go back to our groundwork lesson, this, um, this woman was absolutely right. The girls do seem to get it better than the boys do. And it's just instinct. Mares know where their place in the herd should be. With this brief understanding of herd behavior, we can go back to the scenario with our big gelding being a lagger when he's on the end of the lead rope and not wanting to go into the wash rack. And the whole reason I did this groundwork lesson in the first place. So let's break down the characteristics of his behavior. First of all, his leading skills. He lags, he wants to be behind. So if he were out in a field with other horses, most likely he would be on the outer rim of the herd. He would be a follower. His new owner is a teenager. She's inexperienced and as kind as he is, he has found a herd member that he can push around a little bit. By taking the time to work with this horse and rider combination on the ground, I was able to instruct this young lady how to be a little more dominant member of her herd relationship with her big horse and with some practice of correct leading skills and keeping the horse up with her while she is walking her horse that will eventually translate into her ability to be able to lead the horse forward into a tight situation such as a wash rack or a dark stall or even leading him past something that might be scary or spooky without her being run over if he becomes frightened or unsettled. In the wild horses depend on their herd for safety and because they are prey animals their first instinct is to run away from things that might hurt them. If you can create a herd relationship with your horse so that you have a dynamic where the horse follows your lead and looks to you for guidance, I think you will have a much more successful working relationship with your animal. I'll go into groundwork exercises in a future podcast, but for the time being, I hope you have found this helpful. So have a good time with your horse, be one with your herd, and I'll see you next time in the barn aisle. Have a great one. I hope you're enjoying my podcast and finding my segment somewhat helpful to your daily life around the barn. If you have any questions, or if you have any suggestions for topics for the show, please reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. I can be found at Barn Isle Podcast. Thank you, and have a great day.